Hey everybody and welcome to the Wellness That Works podcast. Hi Lily. Hi Sam, happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to you. How are you this week? I'm very good. The sun's been out, it's raining now, but I think everyone's in the summer spirit, so there's lots to look forward to. And we've got really exciting guests this week, haven't we? We have. Um, I'm a little bit gutted about the rain, if I'm, if I'm honest. Um, yeah. But this, this guest is um, particularly apt for me, because I'm about to go, I'm croaky already, because I had the girls around last night, and we had a few glasses of wine, and um, I'm about to go on a girls weekend. Oh. So um, I, need some, I need some advice from this guy. Okay. So who have we got? Well, we have father of two, TV personality, and founder of the Clean Co. Uh, beverage company. So we've got Spencer Matthews with us today. Hi, Spencer. Hello. Thanks so much Hello. for having me. By the way, I wouldn't take any advice from me. <laughs> okay. Prudence. Uh, well, I think I think you've got you know you've got a few stories under your belt that uh, we might we might touch on, but also you know we we just really want to talk to you about life and you know you setting up this company which we I think is you know just brilliant timing um because of people looking to have a cleaner healthier life so uh, we'll touch on that we'll get to that um Lily do you want to uh talk about our wellness wins uh partnership yeah. with clean co Yes. So if you're a WW member, you'll know that we have Wellness Wins, which is an amazing rewards program on our app, which basically celebrates your success. So for all the things you track, whether that's food or fitness, you get wins. And with those wins come prizes. And (laughs) CleanCo are one of the prizes that we partnered with. And there were the bottles of non-alcoholic gin and rum, and they just all of them went in just three days so very popular with our members and I'm sure you know they'll be back on there uh soon but they've sold out for now so it would be great to know Spencer what was your reasoning for starting Clean Co? Oh thanks Lily and firstly we're we're delighted uh to to be partnered with you and and see an an obvious uh fit for 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 Wellness Wins uh, and Clean Co so thank you very much um I suppose the company was born out of um, my own relationship with alcohol and, and wanting to make a kind of positive change in my own life. And I wasn't really expecting it to be uh, quite as kind of gargantuan as it was. You know, I, I, I did drink to excess uh, for many years, but never really saw it as, as a huge um, problem as such. I saw it as a kind of hurdle, um, particularly in my later 20s. And, and, uh, and I just thought, um, it kind of felt, I've described it before, like driving a fast car with a handbrake on. It just mm-hmm. kind of felt it was, the, uh, for me anyway, who, who as, I, as I've already said, drank probably more than your average person. Um, mm-hmm. It really slowed me down and made me a little bit truculent. And I would blame a lot of my shortcomings on other people when it had probably nothing to do with them. And um, I really kind of felt that achieving my full potential was probably going to be less likely uh, than my ambitious hopes kind of growing up. And I kind of held my relationship with alcohol directly responsible for that. And um, I decided to just pack it in after mm-hmm. one really kind of heavy night uh, where, I, where I, was, I was drinking whiskey at home. And um, there was no real occasionality surrounding it. It had just become a really 
almost mundane and you know potentially dangerous kind of habits of, of you know force of, of bad habits and uh and yeah I can just remember feeling particularly useless and just a little bit um a little bit you know flat fr from it all so I decided to just pack it in um uh, and go teetotal and at the time I wasn't sure if I would drink again or mm -hmm. if I would a moderator or just you know drink mindfully at that time yeah I was like not drinking at all and, and I did I ended up doing two and a half years of, of kind of complete abstinence but yeah. it only took about 10 days 10 days to two weeks to really notice a kind of you know pretty significant difference in my ability um as a person yeah and Sorry, I realise I'm hogging the uh, the mic. And, no, it's and fine. It's, it's in, this is interesting. It's in, I, I will actually butt in because it's yeah. interesting what you said, particularly about, well, first of all, I, I watched you sort of, I feel like I watched you grow up on Made in Chelsea and every, every episode is about a party somewhere yeah. or, you know, so you were also, you're growing up in this situation where, you know, most of the situations were fueled by drink and everybody yeah. was doing it. It wasn't just you. Yeah. Um, but then, so you sort of then start to like, like you say, you start to feel sort of less productive and whatever, a bit rubbish. Yeah. Um, and that's the point I think a lot of people get to. And then it's like trying to decide, do I abstain completely yeah. or do I, can I handle this? Can I have a couple of drinks and stop? Because yeah. for a lot of people, a couple of drinks when you first go out, that's like your, that's your confidence, isn't it? That's your confidence to to chat to walk into somewhere for some people um yeah. and but it's whether you can then just have that couple and stop yeah and I think a lot of people I might just be talking for myself but a lot of people a lot of people maybe can't do that yeah um, but also, also if you take until kind of recently and you know we're not the only um you know good company to do this now um, but you know before if you were if you made the conscious decision that you weren't going to drink alcohol mm -hmm. um, that that decision being a positive one would come with compromise there was never a way of going out socializing enjoying yourself uh, and not compromising on the social experience so if the three of us went mm -hmm. for a, and, and the two of you had a glass of wine and I had a Diet Coke, that would be a compromise for me because, you know, what I really want might be a glass of wine, but I've decided I'm not drinking alcohol. But nowadays with innovation and the way the market's going, it's actually possible to enjoy, you know, a clean gin and tonic or a clean rum and Coke, you know, mm -hmm. and you having gin and tonics or rum and Cokes. And you kind of feel like the social experience is the same, you know, kind of like the way veganism has developed now where you can have, you know a beyond meat burger or an impossible burger and yeah it, it, the, the experience is similar to, to the desire but you're making a positive health choice you know that's why ww and us work so well together because it's all about being positive making great life decisions and bettering your health exactly uh, without sacrificing on the occasion yeah exactly so do you think then we're going to see because actually i don't know we're going to see in bars you know clean alcohol clean non-alcoholic uh yeah. beverages in a bar so I can go up and I can order a gin and tonic and a, a clean gin and tonic uh, absolutely and the only reason that that's not a common uh 
experience now is because the on-trade pubs, restaurants and bars have been closed for, for a while. So yeah. a lot of our uh, business strategy changed, obviously, around the pandemic. And, mm. uh, what, you know, it was actually never a, a, a kind of key focus. We, we, we focus, we want to be in every household. So we focus on um, retailers, so Sainsbury's, Tesco's, Morrison's, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and the kind of direct consumer opportunity at home, as well as wanting to be in pubs and bars, but it took a back seat because of course uh, all shut. But now I don't know if the two of you live in London. You know, you can pop into Claridge's. We're in Claridge's. We're in Cheney Walk, Brasserie Fifty Cheney. You know, we're we're in a number of uh, hotel mm-hmm. restaurants, um, but we're only beginning to really amp up uh, that side of the strategy now to be in Weatherspoon. Yeah all bar one you know just to make it more accessible uh, to the masses but mainstream question was more generic um absolutely you know by by the end of um 2022 certainly uh it'll never be 50 50 in, in my opinion no a lifetime but there will certainly be uh non-alcoholic spirit offerings in any bar that pays attention to to, to kind of consumer activity and where the market's going yeah which is fantastic and as someone that's um within the the industry you're obviously seeing research and you know finding out the best way for marketing and so on have you noticed that there is more of a desire for it after lockdown I think obviously like you said pubs and clubs haven't been able to open and so from their perspective they might be a bit slower off the mark but I don't know maybe it's my age group or I know me and Sam have talked about alcohol consumption um quite a bit on the podcast but people are a lot more aware of their consumption of anything whether that's too much social media too much alcohol you know too much food and especially where we've all been stuck indoors that may have increased for some people so have you seen maybe there is a bit more desire for people to start questioning their alcohol intake and, and want to be a bit cleaner with that Absolutely, Lily. And you kind of you kind of hit the nail on the head. You know, I think if uh, lockdown didn't necessarily create drinking problems, no. but it but it but it certainly allowed you to notice your alcohol behavior as such. So, you know, an example that I use is if, if, if your go to is to have a, a pint of beer or, or a glass of wine after a busy day at work, you know, with your pals, uh, honestly, no problem with that at all. Have fun, but you you would notice it more if you're at home. So like, mm-hmm. you know, work and you're with your mates and you have a beer and you go home. You know you're not drinking to excess. It's not a problem. It's no problem. But cracking open that beer or having a gin and tonic every evening at home feels different uh, yeah. socially. So I think it's uh, it was a real opportunity for people to assess their drinking habits when faced with adversity. Often uh, people. Uh, do tend to increase their alcoholic consumption, albeit sometimes only for a short period of time. Um, and that kind of increase in, in ethanol is kind of um, unsustainable. You can't, you, mm-hmm. you know, people, if you, if you go from having one glass of wine a night to a bottle of wine a night, that kind of behavior is, is, is unsustainable and you will, well, for, for some anyway, and, and you will notice a change in your character, your productivity and, and, and mm-hmm. kind of, uh, so, yeah, to answer your question, um, you know, our direct consumer side of the business um, did, did very well, actually. And I, I kind of struggled to, you know, I, I think it's, uh, it's not great to kind of advertise that you, you, any kind of you're doing well as such, because obviously it's a tricky time for everyone. But, but actually, I saw 
what we're doing is particularly relevant because it gave people that opportunity to uh, put their feet up and, and have what feels like an alcoholic beverage, but without the kind of negative downside mm -hmm. by alcohol content. So for me, actually, it was an interesting time for the business. Absolutely. And you're supporting people's health. Yes, you, you have a business and we all know all businesses make money, but it is a it's a great product because essentially you are supporting people's health, much like yep. WW. So um, I think that's a really great thing that it's doing so well. And as well as the um, alcohol, it's it's calories, right? Like we all refer to alcohol as empty calories. So I know a lot of our members are a lot more wary of their alcohol intake for that reason and not wanting to then be hung over the next day and want a McDonald's like every morning that they do that. So again, it's a great way of um, partnering up with you. And I know that there's a real range that you've got available. So like, what's your favorite out of your um, selection? I, I absolutely adore the tequila, but I was probably, I was, I was a not necessarily um, kind of shots at the bar tequila. I used to no. really kind of Patron with, with ice and, and, a, and a wedge of lime, you know, uh, mm. So I, I like the, those kind of quite sharp agave flavors and the smoothness of it. Um, I love the gin. I think the gin's fantastic. Uh, if you have, you know, too much of, of a good thing, I love switching it up with the rhubarb gin. Um, I think the rum probably smells the most kind of real and true to its uh, alcoholic counterpart. Uh, and the vodka is something really different. You know, it's, it's a niche um uh, you know, it's a spiced apple uh, vodka, which I understand is a kind of niche within a niche, but actually, um, you know, mix it with soda water or, or tonic. And actually, it's a really crisp, you know, delightful, uplifting little drink. So it's great to have the range. You know, the idea was always to simplify um, the, the range, uh, uh, people's ability to have an alcoholic drink uh, across the board. You know, quite a lot of our competition um and we welcome great competition uh in in life in general and in business i think it's fantastic uh the other brands bring people into the category as well but you know if you're a whiskey drinker we want to be able to give you a whiskey if we're you're a rum yeah. drinker you're rum and you know etc cetera, etc cetera. so we want to be able to make any cocktail uh and and we're in dukes as i said and, Cla and claridges and you know the, these guys are just the most fantastic uh cocktail makers cocktail and, and makers yeah, and they, they come up with all these blended and fascinating drinks that if you you, you have, you, I was sipping on one the other night and you'd never know it was alcohol-free, you know, or non-alcoholic. And it's Amazing. an exciting time that to be able to, you know, you can drive to to the a bar with with your wife and whatever, have a few cocktails, but actual cocktails, you know. And not, not like, have the driver conversation. Yeah, not not sugary mocktails or, you know, empty calories as, as, as WW... Um, you know, as, as you all know and care about, it's just an exciting and interesting opportunity to have this, the exact same social experience. And I would argue that, you know, people people who say, well, you know, it doesn't get you drunk. Who likes being drunk? You know, like, like I get I get the whole kind of one drink thing, but being drunk. Yeah. Never been fun. You know, was being drunk ever fun? Uh, yeah, no. Never really get, never get anyone who wakes up saying I wish I drank more alcohol last night ever. <laughs> no ever. no never world um so you always kind of wonder why people walk such a tightrope with it and I'm obviously I'm not trying to sound sanctimonious or you know that I'm better than people but for me it's such a clear decision having having been sober for a while it's kind of why walk the tightrope with the high levels of ethanol and this is just my thought process by the way to anyone listening to this who drinks alcohol please crack on. I've got nothing against alcohol. Enjoy. <laughs> I, 
I just choose not to drink alcohol. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, it is a tightrope, you know, one minute you're fine and the next you're, the next you're not. But I think people, I think people have that first drink, you know, to, uh, to sort of kind of quote, but to take the edge off, you know, yeah. or to, so people that do drink after work, for instance, it's like signifying the end of work. Yeah. But what I've, what I've realized is you can have, all I need is just a different drink. Like that's not yeah. the cup of tea or the glass of water. I don't need it actually. I just like to sort of, it's something that signifies the end of work when I sit down. So having a non-alcoholic spirit with a lovely, you know, lime and, and things like that, that, that really works for me. And I'm glad I found that because, you know. Glass of wine or have a gin and tonic. Yeah. Nobody here at Clinko is suggesting that, you know, the world should go teetotal. It's just, you know, there, there is, and you do, you know, people, people, I feel, you know, who, who bash alcohol and who sit on the kind of sober train, sobriety train. And, you know, that's the only place to be. Um, yeah. The messaging just has to be right. You know, moderation is key. It's really mm-hmm. important. Drinking and we to, say that. Yeah. Drinking to excess regularly is really bad for you. You know, I think people know that. And, and you know, it's really detrimental to your health uh, and, and your mental health and your physical health, you know, and your weight and what, however you want to look at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, just, just moderation or, or even drinking clean, you know, between alcoholic drinks. Between, exactly. Hydrated, you know, is impossible. It's a really important message that isn't, you know, sung from the rooftop by many influential people. And I'm not for one second suggesting I'm the answer to that. I'm just saying it would be great to live in a world or fast forward five years maybe where sobriety or at least you know high levels of moderation is kind of championed a bit more mm-hmm. i think the whole um alcohol kind of boozy pub culture uh, is great and it's a part of our country but it's um it's detrimental to to, to society actually definitely and i know we you were just touching on health there and it segues into you know what we do at ww and i know you've been in the media for like Sam said years and um, there's obviously a pressure to look good and feel well and I mean people can't see you right now but you are glowing you're looking very healthy and (laughs) tanned Um, so other than no booze what else are you doing to you know keep on top of your health especially after lockdown and everything um i i love keeping active i have a very active wife uh i, I irish irish beauty vogue williams we love uh, vogue <laughs> very lucky to have her so she's active she trains all the time um i'm in a bit of a regime that i'm quite happy with at the moment uh i have a life well lifelong maybe eight years ago i made friends with uh, a lovely trainer called sean stafford uh, i don't know if you guys know him he's the most wonderful guy uh, father of two lovely wife and he's a super trainer I see him three times a week mm-hmm. uh, and we kind of have this great relationship and we lift weights together uh, and then I, I try I run a lot um, so I've got an ultra marathon uh, coming up in two weeks on the 10th mm-hmm. uh, which is 100 kilometers mm-hmm. uh, in preparation for my marathon the Sable in October which oh. is 157 kilometers across the desert uh, with my business partner actually over here we're, we're doing that as a, as a team amazing um, we, we enjoy all that I, I think keeping fit keeping healthy and keeping active is, is really important you know I've had many years back when I used to drink alcohol probably not coincidentally where I would you know not be uh, as fit and healthy and and you know for me it's it's very difficult to get anything done you know mm. 
feel you know, alive, alert, switched on. Productive. Yeah, I yeah. used to be inherently quite lazy, actually. You know, so, you know, I was never a, a grinder. I would look at my brother and my dad, uh, who have always had this, you know, incredible work ethic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I never had that. You know, I just never had it. And, and, and I was masked um, by alcohol and going out and being social and being the loudest in the room. And yeah. And, when when I realized that that's just not the way to be, in my opinion, for me, um, this kind of, you know, work ethic came with it and I became more like them, which is something I kind of always wanted. And uh, so it was there because obviously you had really yeah. good examples of what a good work <laughs> ethic is. You just yeah. didn't choose to, you know, yeah, yeah. go down that route instantly. It was difficult to, to go down the route with with the kind of with the socializing and the, and the drinking you know I never mm. I never knew found the time <laughs> <laughs> you were very busy <laughs> yeah, I was very busy making sure that you know we, we were saying delivering ample amounts of drama to TV screens you were indeed and I did appreciate it at the time so thank you well, thank you <laughs> you're very um, busy now in a very yeah. different way aren't you you're obviously doing clean code but you've got two children you've got your lovely wife so yeah. how are you juggling it all <laughs> uh, fine. Look, I try I try like what I, I by no means am you know as, as busy as some people um you know I, I I know some people who they're literally they disappear at six and they're back at 11 and they're just mm. gl- work you know I have the great um fortune of you know loving what I do but also you know I have a brilliant team that we've amassed um over the course of like the last 18 months and we work together kind of like our own family I suppose um but I've, I can always find plenty of time you know for, for my, my wife and kids who I love very much and actually lockdown was um was was actually uh, the, you know the big silver lining for lots of people was that they got to spend more time with their kids Gigi was born in lockdown mm-hmm. uh, obviously and I, I just you know I, I love both my kids obviously equally but I'm I'm kind of I have this just absolute fascination with Gigi at the moment my, my <laughs> daughter uh and she's uh, there in Ireland at the moment actually they're coming back tomorrow and I can't wait to see them um but but yeah you know I think it's juggling things that you love so you know at no yeah. point I, I, I'm quite you know I'm a big advocate I suppose for you know doing what you love doing you know life is not to be morbid, but it's, it's a little bit short. You know, if you hate what you do, then, you know, come on. That's don't, the don't, point. You know, if, you're, if you want to do something yourself or you want to go out on your own, you know, just in my advice is do it, seize it, you know, have some fun with it. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, you should all, all be, I, I realise we can't all uh, be perhaps, uh, you know, happy all the time, but, um, but I, I just love what I do. I feel like we can make a real difference in yeah. the world not just in the UK. And I feel that these next few years are going to be um, a really important time in my life. And, you know, I, I take Vogue with me and we, we do it all together. And I couldn't be more proud of her and all the things that she achieves. So, you know, we're, we're very lucky to, to have each other, hopefully, I think I'm right in saying. Absolutely. I think you're a really good partnership um, from what we, you know, from what we see. I think you look like a fantastic partnership. And you got, going back to you having a daughter now, because obviously you have your lovely son, yeah. Um, but you've now got the the whole father daughter relationship, and that's very special and lovely. Um, I actually can't wait for it to grow. I'm a bit hands on. Yeah. This, sometimes I think she thinks that I'm trying to eat her or something. You know, because <laughs> I 
I, just, I won't leave her alone. Just so lovely. I kind of can't stop, so I'll, 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 I'll go into <laughs> really annoys Vogue. Um, Do you know but, what? I was just about to say that because I have watched some some of you and Vogue, and uh, I can just imagine Vogue sitting next to you now and just rolling her eyes and just like, yeah. you know, like yeah, he's a complete pain. No, no, I am. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, don't. I, I see them as kind of. Uh, I, I just, I yeah, I'm, I'm a bit too for long with them it's going to be awful that's for them all right that's a dad thing it's going to be awful for them tomorrow but no Gigi and I have, <laughs> I like to think we have a special little relationship she's only just started kind of she's on the move now you know, oh. she falls around and no she it's uh, you know I realize I now sound like every kind of father who's going to be happier with their kids but but yeah you know I'm uh, I feel incredibly lucky to have them all yeah that's great so we talk about food a lot on this yeah. podcast um have you got any particular go-to foods you and Vogue or just you you know is there any sort of favorite dinners that you have um how has food changed for you over the years so were you like you know the hangover king yeah. going and getting deliveries or whatever and, and has that changed yeah I mean you know my diet has been less healthy I suppose than it is now but I, I have a really balanced diet at the moment I, I eat you know I'll have I'll have a you know pizza and a curry from time to time. Well, I eat chocolate every single day. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not. Um, you know, I think I did Men's Health recently, and um, and and you know your diet has to be just like perfect for like twelve weeks, and you realise then wow. draining it can be to eat like perfectly. A bit boring. Yeah, you start you start to realise just how complicated it is. You know, if you want to be whatever your goal might be you know if you want to be you know six seven eight percent body fat as a guy you know it's it's achievable of course any goal is achievable you can do it but it's just so like it's it's hard to maintain. Yeah. not that you'd want to maintain it at that level you know now i lift much heavier weights and i eat like in all honesty i kind of eat whatever i feel like eating but i wouldn't eat you know big deep fried buckets of food no. You know, I, I have a deep yeah. appreciation of great food and, you know, we love cooking and, um, you know, I, I love, I love cooking lamb. I love roast lamb. I've developed this absolute obsession with the uh, Cote de Boeuf at this restaurant just down the road. Like I have to have it at least once <laughs> a week. You know, I, I, I'm kind of like, it, it's, you know, I'm a foodie, so yeah. I don't deprive myself of, of delicious food. Unless good, I'm good food. Something or, you know, need to be in shape for a specific shoot or job not that I do much of that anymore but you know yeah. it's, I, I, I'm pretty relaxed I'm, I'm obsessed with candy kittens Jamie's sweets I have a bag every day uh they claim to be healthy but I'm sure they're not uh, it can't taste that good and be healthy I really like them too I have a bag every day I can't stop myself <laughs> uh, so, so I hope you get them for free yeah I'm sure well I'm sure we've, all we've you've put up with over the years exactly I'm glad <laughs> see it that way Samantha we're, we're we're probably the only people that see it that way <laughs> yeah, I'm sure over everyone's eyes now can we um but no it's uh yes yeah, so, so to, to be honest I eat quite large portions of what I deem to be healthy-ish food you know so a lot lots of vegetables you know chicken mm-hmm. but like I'm not uh I'm not weird with my food although I was you know and have been for yeah. a period of time but I'm, I'm pretty relaxed it's been really good to talk to you and, and I think a lot of people will relate to you on all elements that we've talked about. So thank you, Spencer, so much for your time today. It's been Lydia, so amazing to get so to much. talk to you. Um, and for anyone that wants to 
check out Cleanco. It's on Instagram. It's all over social media, right? Yeah, and on the website, clean.co. So thanks so much. Amazing. Please reach to us uh, on Instagram if you've got any questions or just want to have a chat in general. We're always here. Yeah, amazing. Thank you. And if you're a WW member, make sure to check out your wellness wins, see all the rewards there and keep an eye out for when Cleanco is back. Uh, so thanks so much again, Spencer. It's been amazing to talk to you. Thanks Thank to you. all our listeners. And we'll be back next week. Bye. Bye. Bye, Lily.